Welcome to the Ink Feather Podcast, which explores the worlds of sci-fi and fantasy books through those who bring them to life. We chat with authors and industry pros about their books, including new releases and old favorites. I'm Lauren, and this is a special episode, episode 39, where we chat with bookstagrammer extraordinaire Amanda George, also known as Amanda the Bookish. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the Ink Feather Podcast. Thank you so much, Lauren. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so glad you were able to do this. Um, A little history for you, those of you listening. Uh, Amanda and I have been Instagram friends for a little over a year, I'd say. And um, this morning on my uh, Instagram stories, I was talking about um, wanting to do something more with what's going on with the coronavirus and everyone being home. And I was like, you know, I would love to actually get some more episodes out. Instead of every other week, I would love to just try to talk to authors, people in the industry, all kinds of different, um, you know, conversations that will help, you know, people can listen to, but also maybe provide whether it's writing tips or today we're actually going to talk about bookstagram and bookstagram tips. And, uh, but yeah, I reached out to Amanda and was like, so I have this idea. Do you want to do it? She was like, okay. And literally a half an hour later, here we are talking on the phone. <laughs> Yay. I know. No, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you reached out and, um, Bookstagram is one of my passions, and I'm always super happy to talk about it. Yeah. So basically how we met was Amanda had done a post about how in her first year of Bookstagram, she got 10,000 followers. Um, And I was like, what the heck? How did you do that? And you gave me some good tips. But I kind of wanted to talk about what it's like to, um, you know, Currently, you have 17.2 thousand followers on your bookstagram mm-hmm. and, you know, what your kind of schedule's like, how you do your bookstagram. Uh, mainly, I just wanted this conversation because I figured people are home. They're probably going, oh, I could, you know, polish up my bookstagram a bit more, maybe take some more pictures. And I thought this would be a nice way to maybe give some tips and tricks, uh, give a little insight and behind the scenes to what it's like to actually be a successful bookstagrammer, um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, why don't you go through like how you grew it and kind of what you're doing now? Yeah. Uh, so for sure, what I do every day is go through bookstagram, right? So I'm kind of a little bit addicted to my favorite bookstagrammers feeds. <laughs> so I'll go through, um, and I've done this from the very beginning, just noticing things that I really like about certain photos, noticing accounts that are continually creative and interesting to me. And while not copying those elements trying to figure out how I can continually make my own bookstagram a place that I enjoy being and that other people can come and just enjoy beauty or chat with me or rant or whatever people need to do. Because for me, bookstagram, while being about the books, is more about the community and the friendships and the people behind it. Yeah. Um, there are there are instances where... Um, you just really struggle, right? You look at your bookstagram and you're like, I'm dissatisfied with this. I don't like what I'm doing. I feel bored. I feel burnt out and that's okay. We always have this idea that if you feel burnt out or you feel bored with something, you need to immediately fix it, Mm. right? And so part of what I do is just, um, I don't necessarily have a theme. I kind of have a color theme, but um, if I'm bored or burnt out, I just pause. I just pause what I'm doing because I want Bookstagram to be for me. Now, I have a lot of followers who enjoy the journey with me, but I want it to be for me. Um, so I don't know. I just 
the important thing I think to realize is that bookstagram can't be about getting free stuff. Um, occasionally you will get an arc or you will get a book or you'll win a giveaway, but bookstagram has to be a place where you're creating art for you. Mm. And if no one else likes it, if people unfollow, because believe me, they will unfollow. Um, you make bookstagram a place that you love and that you can return to and enjoy. And if that's not where you are, um, you have a couple options. You can pause, like I said, but you can also reinvent. Um, and it's totally okay to do either of those things. There's no judgment. Yeah. It's, um, it's a good thing you talk about that too, because it's so easy to slip into that mindset of must. Um, Mm -hmm. and I've, I fall into that all the time. I, you know, for years, have been a professional photographer, paid to take pictures, made my full-time living off of that. My bookstagram looks like complete crap compared to my professional <laughs> photos because in my mind, I was like, oh, it's just, oh, it wasn't like, it wasn't not fun, but it was like an obligation. Like, oh, I've got to take a nice picture and it has to be nice because I have nice equipment and I know what I'm doing. And, and mm-hmm. it almost became counterintuitive and it became like my photos were average and they were, it wasn't fun anymore. Um, and I've yeah. only been doing this a couple of years, like on the bookstagram front. Um, but still, and I still struggle with this because it's like, oh, I've got, you know, I received all these arcs last week or I received, you know, here's a new book I ordered. I should do a post this week about it with the photo included or whatever. And then it becomes a a must instead of a, a should or a want to, I guess. Um, yeah. And kind of like what you're saying is to reset is to remember that this is supposed to be fun and it is, it is an expression. It is an art. It is a fun way to kind of play with color, play with, um, you know, different shapes. Also, we like all are fans of these books. And so it's a great way to be like, Hey, check out this book that I love. And I know you love too. And here's my own little way of kind of celebrating that story. So. Because it is about community. Yeah. Um, it's about connecting with other people that enjoy the same kind of books that, that you enjoy. Um, and it's about you know, having that trust between you where um, you might say, hey, Amanda, I know that uh, we really liked Havenfall. And I found this book that reminds me a lot of that. Whereas that book may not have been on my radar. Yes. Um, we have this shared connection over this book that we both enjoyed that can broaden my reading horizons. And I think that's really special. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, so say someone listening to this is like, yes, I'm, I'm in the right mindset. I'm passionate. This is fun for me, but I'm kind of not sure what to do. I'm new. I would love to grow my following just to kind of build more of a community. Like what are some practical tips? Like how do you run your bookstagram weekly? Do you like bulk edit it up front? Do you like do all your photos at once? Do you lay out a set and do like a week's worth with one look? Like how do you personally run your bookstagram? So, um, I take photos in batches because I can't handle having a book set up just laying around my house and cluttering up my house. (laughs) I live in a pretty small apartment and I don't have like a library that I can just close the door on and leave it a huge mess. Um, And I do take photos. Like I have a photo setup um, that I often do that's in my living room. And so I can't just leave the books there. Then I can't sit on my couch. Right. So (laughs) um, I take batch photos and I edit them in batches. And so they're ready. But I also, you know, if I have a great idea for something that, you know, a book I just finished or an arc I just got, Um, I have the freedom to just sit down and take those photos and just do it right away. But mainly what I do is 
I have batches. Um, you may notice on my feed, I have every two pictures, um, every third picture, I guess I should say, is got a blue wall background. Yeah, it's like um, usually that, you on your bed or like, yeah. or sometimes that's in the background of the photo. And um, that's actually not at my house. Huh. <laughs> So I had to be organized because that wall doesn't belong to me. <laughs> and so um, it, I have to go over to someone else's house. And um, it's it's my family, my in-laws. And so it's, it's totally cool. But I have to plan a little bit. And so all of those, for sure, I take a lot of those ahead of time um, and kind of have those prepared. So in a couple of them, I do end up Photoshopping the cover of the book that I'm featuring that I just read or that I am um, got an arc of onto a book that I had already taken a photo of in that photo in that, you know, blue wall background. Got you. So it's like you have, yeah. you, you kind of manipulate it a little bit so that it's relevant to now, but it's a photo you shot a while ago because it's like not in your house. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't have to knock on my sister-in-law's door and be like, hello, can I take a photo in your bedroom right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I mean, at least you're, you know, it sounds like you're able to kind of plan a little bit. And I think that's what you kind of get into a routine. I think once you become really active in bookstagram where, you know, at least this is how I work a lot of the time. And I'm trying to get better at this because I am inconsistent at this, but it's kind of where I want to be going is like, okay, so last week I got these books in the mail, whether I bought them, whether they're an advanced copy someone sent to me, whether that's uh, a book a friend is sharing, and then maybe I'll take the pictures and then they're what I shared this week, because it's still, you know, part of getting advanced copies is we, we kind of promote them. We kind of agree to promote them when we do that. Um, and also just to kind of, again, share with the community, this is what I'm reading. This is what I got. This is what a friend is sending me. Um, and that way you're not like responding immediately. Now, having said that kind of like what you're saying with the spontaneity, that tends to be more how I shoot. Like I'm more like, Oh, okay. I need to shoot a photo today. Now I'm not saying it's better. Cause I actually think in lot, in theory, yours is much smarter, but I feel like I'm not as organized as I want to be to do that. Cause then it's like, okay. Cause then I fall into the at least my mindset, I fall into the like, oh, this is now an obligation because I need to like bulk shoot because I'm in front of my blue wall or whatever it is for everybody. Okay, what pictures am I going to do? And how are they going to feel fresh? And how are they going to feel fun? And then I like stress myself out. For me, I find like if I'm more spontaneity is is works better for me, mm -hmm. you know, depending on where my mindset is. So like yesterday, you used Havenfall as an example, uh, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, I was like, okay, I want to talk, I want to post about Havenfall. Okay, well, it's also we're under quarantine because of this coronavirus, but I need to plant my plants and it's the first day of spring and it's 65 degrees here in Pittsburgh. So I'm going to sit on my porch and do all my plants and it's really pretty. I stuck the book in the middle of the plants and I took a picture and that was the picture mm -hmm. I used, you know, so it wasn't, I didn't overthink it, which for me is my problem. Um, I just was like, this is pretty it looks nice. The colors match. Uh, perfect. I'll throw it up. And then it, it was because it, to me, it's also getting, you know, being visible is is part of it is the consistency of being visible. It's obviously you want quantity and quality. That is the ideal thing. But I'm also thinking just for a numbers game too. like if you don't want to be losing a bunch of crazy followers, it is good to post <laughs> consistently, I would say. Would you agree? <laughs> well, Instagram um revolves around consistency. Mm. You appear in someone's feed regularly enough. They like your photos enough. They comment on your photos a lot. Your engagement goes up. Instagram recognizes that and then doesn't exactly promote you, but kind of actually does. Like Instagram's the algorithm, which is kind of a dirty word for everyone. The mm -hmm. algorithm controls who sees what, right? And so 
if you are doing well on Instagram, Instagram kind of helps you keep doing well. It's the, you know, things in motion can t- mm-hmm. stay in motion. Yeah. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I think people stress out a lot about Bookstagram. If, yeah. especially if you can't post every day, um, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, have families and jobs and, and different arrangements that make it a lot harder for them to post every single day. And Instagram kind of punishes that. So what I would say to you and to you know everyone that doesn't post every day, isn't able to post every day, is still be regular, whether that means you post twice a week, you know, um, Mondays and Fridays, or whether that means you post just on the weekends. If there's a pattern that can yeah. be recognized, you, you still win. You can still win. Gotcha. By the way, uh, I don't know if you guys can hear my poor sad cat in the background meowing. She's really loud. Um, I just was telling Amanda, I have a mouse in my house. And so I bought one of those food dishes that has like the neck sensor. She walks up and it opens and she knows how to use it. But then she like doesn't. So while I'm on here, she's like, I'm dying. Even though she just ate before I got on here. So she's like, mommy, feed me. I'm dying. Because, you know, she's a cat. So if you hear her pathetic meow in the background, I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep these uh, these podcast episodes a little more casual so I'm not going to be editing that out but I just want to make a comment people are like what is wrong with that cat she's being a cat she's not dying she's just please mommy feed me is what's happening um in the background but anyways yeah so it it is hard with that I even find myself mentally being like oh I should post more or whatever and honestly if that is something that you struggle with there are tools um I use Hootsuite which is a wonderful uh, program you can use it for free up to a certain amount of uh, accounts that you connect to it. It's basically like a hub where you can link all your social medias and like post through Hootsuite and it lets you post on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, all of that. Um, And so you can schedule stuff. So if you're worried, like you're saying, if you want to work on more of consistency, but maybe you have a job, maybe you photo, you know, you do a bunch of photos on the weekend and then you could throw them up on Hootsuite and schedule one a day at, you know, 10 a.m., And that way, at least you're building that consistency. And that's another way you can kind of work around that too. So for sure. Yeah, it's, um, it is interesting to kind of think about how the numbers game change. That's one thing Amanda and I have been lovingly complaining to each other about (laughs) lately is just how hard it is when, you know, you want the genuine engagement and people follow you, for example, for a giveaway. And then as soon as they don't win, everyone on, you know, unsubscribes and then, uh, you, your numbers just plummet and you're like, well, that sucks. Cause I feel like I have good content and you guys might want to stick around cause it's actually going to be really cool and you might like it. And so that's hard cause it's hard not to take that personally. Um, and, but it's just, like you said, it is kind of a numbers game, unfortunately. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just hopefully trying to not think about who's I'm subscribing, but just staying focused on who is staying around and that they want to see what you have to say and that, you know, will hopefully engage and, share, you know, comments and feedback and things like that. So, and it does boil down to bookstagram, your bookstagram being a place that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, obviously it does feel kind of like a personal blow if you lose a lot of followers and no matter how many followers you have, some people think because I have several thousand followers, it doesn't hurt as much when people leave or I'm asking for people to leave. Um, but it still matters to me. I still want to engage and I still think of all of these people as my friends. Um, but ultimately if your bookstagram is a place that you enjoy, the blow is softened. Um, Mm. if people unfollow, because you still, you know, you're doing your best, 
you're creating art for you. And if other people are long for the ride, um, obviously it still hurts if those people jump the boat, but it, it's a place that you still enjoy being and still enjoy doing. I agree. Um, so say someone listening to this is like, okay, that's all great, but I want to get arcs. I want to start reviewing. I want to be an influencer in the book community and I want to grow my numbers. And that is a focus. And I think that's a big, a big, um, part of bookstagram. It really is because this is also, you know, how books are hand sold basically is through recommendations and through people getting advanced copies and through, you know, word of mouth. Um, you said to me right before we started recording that, um, you know, to become a, you're technically an influencer, however you want to describe that. Someone called me that recently and I was like, was like, oh God, really? Am I? It feels weird to me that someone called me that. They're like, I love seeing personal stuff from influencers. And I was like, I, okay. Whoa. But that's, they're not wrong. It was just a weird thing because I mean, my, my Instagram following isn't huge, but because of the podcast, I have kind of different, you know, media tiers and things like that. Uh, but still, it said you told me it took you two years and seventeen thousand followers to get your first paid ad. So this isn't like I have a hundred followers and now I can get ads. Like I am only now starting to monetize the podcast after having it consistent for a year, um, doing it for over two years, and actually I've been interviewing authors for over a decade. So it's not like I'm new to the interview social either. It's just it takes time to do this stuff. Um, but like, what 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 would some kind of inside behind the scenes tips would you give people who are like thinking they want to get to the levels where you're at or where I'm at? Like, what are some things you would kind of encourage or tips you would say to people? Do you have anything? Yeah. So firstly, you should know that it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. People, everyone has their own story and they find their own success at, in their own time. Um, where I have found, I started this Instagram in December of 2017 and really, really started focusing on it in January of 2018. So it's just over two years old. Um, but there are some people that are where I am and they've been doing this for five or 10 years, or there are people that have been doing this for six months and they have just exploded. So just firstly, understand that your success will come at your own rate. Yeah. And not to compare where you are with where someone else is, which is super easy for me personally to do. Yeah. Um, just realize that your story is yours. And that means when you find success, it probably is not going to fall in line with how someone else has found success. That said, um, bookstagram for me is something I spend a lot of time on. I work really hard at it. Um, I use a professional camera. I use Photoshop for all my editing um, I don't schedule posts. I actually sit down and engage before and after my post um, to kind of build momentum. Mm. So it's something that I spend an hour, two hours at every single day, which can be difficult. Um, and so I kind of have to tr almost treat it like a job Yeah. where there's some time that you have to sit down and do stuff. You have to um, post and then you get to go and interact with your friends and chat about things. Um, which is all toward the end of being successful, making real relationships, spending time, um, doing, doing your best. Um, but yeah, it's taking me this long to get to this point. And it's just because of dedication. There yeah. are some people that can, um, you know, they have a photographer's eye or they have a particularly aesthetic house and they can just pull out their phone, snap a photo, post it. Um, and be successful. But for me, this has taken a lot of uh, work and effort. And it's also, there's not a golden ticket to success. There's not one thing you can do that's going to make you successful. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think really a really valuable thing is to be genuine and really genuinely care about people. So when you're starting out, make a couple friends, make real friends. Don't use people to gain followers. Don't, um, you know, be, be sincere for me. Yeah. I have a hard time in real life making real friends. It's, it's, I'm, I'm a very quiet person. Um, I'm a very, um, I, I am, an INFJ and I just am typically quiet. I listen instead of speak most of the time, which is funny because I'm doing a podcast right now. (laughs) Um, But so for me, it's a lot easier to make friends on Instagram, but I'm talking about genuine friends. And so at this time when we're all stuck inside and we're all anxious um, and maybe people we know are sick or we're all worried about, you know, our family members, now is the time when you have a little extra energy, I'm not saying do this if you're feeling wrung out, but if you are feeling okay, maybe you should reach out to a friend on Instagram and be there for them and support them and see how you can help them because that's what this is really about. Um, success means nothing if you're alone mm. and you have no friends. So I have made, you know, I'm buddy reading uh, with Lauren. I'm buddy reading with a couple other people on here. Um, but I've never been in a book club because I live really remotely. I, I'm very rural. We live in the middle of the mountains and there's no one out here. And so for me, bookstagram success is equal to real friendships yeah. and real people that I can connect with. And I can say, hey, um, there's this post that is sponsored, but it's not doing really well. Can you guys shout me out? And I have people that will do that because we're friends. Yeah. You know, for me, that is, that is the success is the friendships and And obviously getting free books. Yes. So feels good. And that's what you want. Um, I think it's a combination of all of that really. Yeah. Yeah. It can't, you know, it really can't just be one thing. It's not, it's not one dimensional. It's not two dimensional. It's, it's a lifestyle and it's, um, something that for me is a big part of what I do every day. Yeah. Um, for there's no there's also no golden ticket to arcs. <laughs> Everyone wants arcs. I want arcs. At seventeen thousand followers, I still ask yep. for things and don't hear anything back. <clears throat> Me too. They say no, sorry, we're out. Um, and you know that's fine. I I I really do want an arc of where dreams descend. Um, it's published by Wednesday Books. I have just forgotten the author's name, but. It looks super awesome. And I emailed them, I don't know, two, three days ago. And they were like, sorry, we don't have any. We gave them all away already. Um, and so there, there's no golden ticket. What I will say is when you reach out to publishing companies, make sure you have something to offer them. Um, whether that is you always do a long review and you have people that trust your reviews Um whether that is you mm-hmm. have a bookstagram that's decently successful, whether you have a book club, have something that makes it worthwhile for them to send books to you. It's easy for us to assume that because these publishers have a bunch of books and we want them, we should get them. Um, but I think that kind of thinking is pretty dangerous. Yeah. And um, if you if you really want a book, but a publishing company won't give it to you, that's not the end of the line either. We can <laughs> talk about that in a second. Um, yeah, but what I would do, here's kind of what I started doing. I didn't get arcs until 
I had over 5,000 followers and I didn't regularly get arcs until I had over 10,000 mm -hmm. followers because of the swipe up function. That is, um, I don't know if it's still that way. On Instagram, it's 10,000, I think. Yeah. 10,000. Yeah. Um, and that, that is a big draw for publishing companies to work with you that I, I don't know if that, I don't, I don't know if there's a way to work around that. I'm not <laughs> sure, but, um, it took me until 10,000 followers, 12,000 followers to feel confident in asking for arcs and to actually get a few of the ones I asked for. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense because you were able to now say, look, I have this many right. followers. You were able to offer something. Now, again, this is not saying that if you have a thousand followers that you aren't worth promotion. It just might be, it might look a little differently. One of the things we wanted to talk about too, besides the bookstagram is the arc thing, because we both get arcs. We both have a lot of success with that. Also, like Amanda said, we don't always get all the things because no one does. And that's just not how this works. And it's, it's a business right. for them. And they, you know, sometimes they run out sometimes, you know, I was saying there's publicists I work with last year. I was in very cordial relationships this year. They didn't even reply to me. It's just how it is. It's just, this is mm -hmm. not a personal thing. It is a business for them. And, you know, depending on what you have available and how you can offer things, you know, bookstagram is a tool for that. And like, I think your, your, your guidance is correct with that. Like, you know, create it for yourself, work on, you know, if growing numbers is important to you, then, you know, the consistency helps with that, you know, have a cohesive feed that feels pretty to you that, you know, is aesthetically pleasing. So people want to come visit it. Those are all great tips. And then, you know, that's when you can start to be like, maybe making friends and maybe they have an arc that you want to read and they lend it to you when you're done. And then you do a review and then you tag the author and the author really likes your photo. So then they share it. And then it, this is how this works. It's a, it's mm -hmm. all a community thing. And I think, um, you know, like you said, it's it, it, the, the traditional way of being able to email and get a publicist to be like, yeah, Hey, you, you should get a book. It does take some time to get to those levels. Um, for mm -hmm. sure. I agree. That said, um, there are a couple resources that where you may not get a physical arc of something you can get a, an ebook an e-arc of something mm -hmm. um and they're kind of freer i guess with giving away yes ebooks than they are with arc copies um and so if you build a profile on netgalley um or idlewise although yep. i think galley is probably better for this when you're starting out mm -hmm. you and you just read everything that they approve. You review everything that they approve for you. Eventually on NetGalley, um, and you can have, I mean, I know people that have a hundred followers that are on NetGalley and they regularly get arcs because they're consistent in reviewing them. Yep. And so where I feel like jumping right to getting physical arcs is jumping up a couple stairs. And so if you start smaller with NetGalley, with Idlewise, um, then you will get e-arcs of certain books and then they'll be like, oh, hey, we trusted so-and-so with, you know, an e-arc of this and they reviewed it. Um, maybe next time they'll trust you with an actual physical art copy. And again, it's also a numbers game in the sense of, um, and this obviously doesn't hold 100% true because of what Amanda just said, but, you know, don't expect to get advanced copies of like Cassandra Clare when you're starting <laughs> yeah. out or like Lee Bardugo or Sarah J Maas like I still don't get I still don't get art copies of most of the big names yeah it's just it's but not most of them it's a big it's a big you know it's a numbers game and part of it too is again we all love you know the big popular people we all have those 
successful authors that we love and they're successful for a reason and that's why people love them. But that doesn't mean that the new authors, the midlist authors aren't deserving of that love. And if anything, they're probably more hungry for it because they're the ones who need it more. So this is where a really good way to build your name and your reputation on Bookstagram is to you know, start to request those advanced copies of, of, you know, uh, debut authors that sound really appealing to you. And, you know, publicists are going to be more likely to pay attention to someone who's really interested in that particular new book. And that's, you know, this is something I've been meaning to like maybe write up a book on or like some kind of like e <laughs> e pamphlet or something about how I did this. I've been, like I said, I've been doing this over a decade. And the reason I'm able to get the big list authors now is because I didn't start and be like, Hey Lee, what's up? You want to talk about ninth house? That's not how this works. You know, like I started with, you know, debut authors or mid list authors who, who I genuinely like their books. I reached out to them on their websites, on their Instagrams, on their Twitters and was like, Hey, I would love to talk to you. Do you want to do an interview? Sometimes they said yes. Sometimes they said no. But then that's how you start to build because then you're able to, um, when you re reply to another person, you can be like, well, I talked to author A about stuff and they really seemed excited about it. I would love to do something similar with you. And then you're able to slowly build a reputation or they can say, oh, my friend, this author is coming out with a book in the fall. Why don't I connect you? Like, this is how it works, you know? So, um, you know, and don't just do that with hopefully, you know, at the end, you're going to get to the big list authors. You may or may not. But the point is, is there's so many books that come out every week and all of these authors are, you know, scrambling to get their, their books seen and heard. And if you genuinely love something, then that is where you can make your one little part and kind of, you know, spread the love a little bit. So. Right. Because again, it boils down to the relationship. Yes. You can't, you can't be in this for the free stuff. Yeah. That's just a super nice perk that sometimes happens. You have to be in it because you're passionate about, you know, a genre or a specific book or an author. Yeah. And because of that passion and because of your dedication to that, that community, that friendship, um, eventually you can find success in getting the swag that you want, but yeah. it may take a couple years. Yes. And again, that's why it should be something that's heartfelt because then it, you're along for the mm -hmm. ride. And before you know it, a couple years have passed and you've built a good following and you have a really fun feed that you love showing up at and you built some good friends. And then that's where things really start to happen. So exactly. yeah, I, I think that that's all really sound and sage advice. And again, there's people who do way better than we do and probably have totally different things to say, but considering where you and I are, Amanda, I think that that's some, um, some good, you know, some solid kind of feedback. I guess I just wanted to pick your brain too on, you know, how you do your feed, but also, you know, part of it was this, how you, how you promote, how you get your people. And, you know, I think we covered that pretty well. So yeah. Um, before we go, are there any good books you've been reading lately? Any, we both read Havenfall recently. So one, yes. I wanted, yeah, we wanted to circle back to this. So what she was saying, we're buddy reading. So basically what happened was, um, I don't know, something, you said something, you, you reminded me again of how you're like in the middle of nowhere out there. And I was like, man, I really like talking with her. And, and you were like, I don't have, I think it was because you told me you like didn't have access to overdrive or something. And I was like, what yeah. is, what, how yeah. isolated are you? What is happening? Like you need to, and I even said to her like yesterday, I'm like, girl, you need to find someone with a, with a library card who will let you use their overdrive because this is ridiculous. But like, it was one of those, like, I've never done a buddy read. 
I didn't even really know if it was what I thought it was, but I was like, I like talking to Amanda. We have fun when we talk. That might be fun because we might not see books the same way, which we don't necessarily, which has been really fun. Um, And so we were like, well, why don't we, do you want to do a buddy read? And she was like, yeah, that sounds fun. Why don't we do two chapters a day, which is what we've been doing. And so basically every day we read two chapters and in the evening we're like, did you read? Yep, we're both caught up. And then we talk about what we thought and like, oh my gosh, this guy's a jerk or what's going to happen here or whatever. Um, And it's been genuinely fun. We're starting our third Um, book today. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's been uh, uh, quite joyous. So I would say like, uh, it actually, I was so, I was enjoying it so much that I started another buddy read with, with, um, with, uh, another bookstagrammer who, uh, does audiobooks. And I was like, Hey, do you want to do an audiobook buddy read? Cause he had never done any Sarah J Moss. And so we were like, we're doing throne of glass. So, um, this is a great way to possibly reach out. You were saying, you know, make those relationships. If you're kind of feeling isolated and you're maybe mm-hmm. wanting to like do something more with your time, engage with someone a little more while we're all kind of, you know, in, in the trenches here, reach out to some bookstagrammers maybe that you've talked to or built some kind of friend friendships with and say, Hey, do you want to do a buddy read? Let's what's a book. And literally Amanda are both like, okay, what's a book that we both want to read that we haven't read yet. So, um, we both read, uh, Havenfall. We also read Woven and Moonlight. And now we're going to read Dark of the West, which came out last year. So it's not like we're doing all new releases. Um, we may go look at our backlist next and say, okay, oh, there's one that came out five years ago that I've wanted to read and you haven't read yet either. You know, like that's, that's the fun of it. It's just more about, you know, kind of getting through some books and having, having someone to talk to them about. So that's something I would highly recommend that I think both of us have really enjoyed. Very much so. Um, one book that I read recently that I surprisingly liked, um, I am almost all a fantasy and sci-fi reader. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that I gravitate to the things Mm -hmm. I've always loved. Me too. Um, I actually read a contemporary that I really enjoyed and it releases in April, um, the 7th of April. It's published by Sourcebooks Fire and it's called The Burning by Laura Bates. Um, And it is just extremely relevant. Um, I won't give anything away. Telling you the plot actually kind of gives it away. So I just (laughs) encourage everyone to go look it up and see if it's the kind of book that you would enjoy. I truly, truly enjoyed it. Um, And it just surprisingly just became one of my favorite books. So that is something I finished really recently. I actually did a buddy read of this one as well with a different bookstagrammer. And um, she and I both really, really enjoyed it. And she also is a fantasy sci-fi reader. So we were both very surprised by this. To really enjoy The Burning by Laura Bates. Laura Bates. Okay, cool. Oh, I see the yeah. title right here. Yeah, it's it's super good. Um, kind of lastly, I just wanted to say, anyone that's listening, um, it's really hard for me to organize my thoughts and get everything in line for the advice I would give or the things that I've done. Um, so my DMs are always open. Uh, whether you have a question, um, whether you need a book recommendation, you're struggling, yeah. you want to come, come up with you know a new perspective on something, please DM me. Um, I will always answer every DM that I get, uh, with, I suppose, I suppose I should say within reason, I will answer every DM that I get. Um, (laughs) but I'm here, I'm here for you. I'm genuinely here for you because this is about community for me. Um, and if you need anything, please, uh, get in touch with me. I, I, like I said, my DMs are always open and I'm always willing to chat about just about anything. Yep. Same with me. I, I usually tend to post silly stuff. I try not to get too serious in my Instagram stories. I did a lot of Malik posting around the Cassandra Clare <laughs> stuff because I was researching city of, uh, or chain of gold. And then I fell down like 
uh, a, a wormhole into her Tumblr. And then I, before I knew it, I was into the television show, the Shadowhunter shows. I was posting like Malik pictures. I may post one after I hang up just because they make me smile. Actually, my, my, my home screen on my, on my phone now is Malik because I was like, they're so cute. I'm going to put them on my phone. So I put stupid shit up all the time, which I know is maybe not as serious, but that's kind of my MO is I'm like, everything's heavy. Let's just try to smile mm-hmm. and laugh. But same thing if you yeah. want to like talk books or you, you know, you want to suggest podcast stuff. I'm always open to that. I'm hoping to, in the next little while, create like a how to for podcasting, how to for maybe author interviewing. Cause I was realizing I have these things that I've done for so long. I'm sure there's others out there who might want to try those things. And like, I can, you know, I can teach you what I've learned and I'm happy to answer questions. Um, yeah, this is not, this is part of us doing this is this, we're part of this community and we enjoy talking books with people. This is why we do this. So, um, don't be afraid to say hello. Don't be afraid to reach out, make friends, you know, talk to us, talk to others. Um, you know, try not to isolate, try not to be, discouraged. I know it's hard and scary. Amanda and I have talked about that too. Both of our businesses are kind of hinging on, uh, on, on visitors, basically on people (laughs) being in the world. And if people stop going out into the world, then we are going to be hurting a little bit. So we're trying to be positive and think of new ways and, and to, you know, treat our, our mental health and our well-being while we're in, in these isolation areas and um this was one of the ways i was like well let's talk about bookstagram today let's talk about the things that we love and that we're good at with bookstagram and maybe hopefully we can teach a couple people and encourage and and again reach out um so yeah thanks amanda thanks for sitting down and talking with me yeah thanks for having me lauren Okay, guys, um, I normally do episodes every other week, but like I said earlier, with uh, the coronavirus stuff happening, I'm probably going to just start reaching out to a bunch of different authors and seeing if I could get a bunch of little mini interviews, maybe a little less formal, a little less structured, kind of like how this one was, um, which is still very similar in the vein of how I shoot, or or how I shoot, that's photography talk, (laughs) how I uh, record, but I will be doing a little less work in post. I'm trying to just get get them up, you know, get the conversations up and out into the world. So hopefully I'll be able to bring you some cool content um, more frequently in the near future. And until then, I just want to say thanks for listening and bye.